Just ribbing Tuesday night, half past AEST. Know where we be? Just ribbing. Special guest, a tech and talk, a musicology. Just ribbing. Coming to you live at the same time here every week. Just ribbing. Jump in the room, let's chop it up. It really ain't that deep. Just ribbing. All right. It looks like we're finally here after uh, a few things we worked out. And um, how was that? <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm, I'm like, honestly, uh, you know, music is like my life and uh, for the most part. And so, like, when it comes to this tech stuff, I'm usually like super duper, like on point and aware of what's going on. But it just didn't work for me today. And uh, and, and it's it's OK. It's perfectly fine. Things uh happening you move on but we're here we're all back we're great nothing no one got um nothing bad happened to anybody we're good right on and you know i just want to add that um you know you are really good with this stuff and uh the reason why you're, the reason why i have uh i'll just fill the rest of the room in the reason why his stuff kind of went awry tonight is because he was trying a mobile setup because he's going to be traveling next week so he was actually being very uh responsible and you know working things out for next week this week instead of next week and uh that's what happens things break and i love breaking shit yeah. like it doesn't scare me at all like i'm so glad actually it made it brought joy to me that the shit broke because nothing great you probably hear dogs barking in the background i'm sorry my girl is like dr doolittle we have 26 animals where i live and she just got home so <laughs> anyway I digress, but I just wanted to, to add that breaking shit is cool. Elon, you see, we see him doing it every day here on, on X, and uh, I'm sure it's because they're making it better, or at least trying to make it better. And sometimes you got to break shit to make shit, you know, the right way. So break it to make it. That's let's right. do it. That's what they say. And uh, so enough about that, but uh, right right on. And, um, you know, I, oh, I'm supposed to introduce the show tonight. So uh, we switch uh, doing that. So I'm uh, introducing it tonight. We have... Uh, uh, some great people here. We got Quinn. We got Karen, who I know uh, is dropping some some cool art over the past couple of days. I picked up one of those astronauts, uh, Karen. I'm pretty stoked about that. And uh, I know this is a music show, but we got Lon Trash in the building as well. And uh, I saw this ape thing. I think you had it pinned half. I was actually just going to talk about that right before I got rugged. And uh, <laughs> yeah, on top of it, we got is, rugged. We got rugged on top of everything else. It's crazy, but but line trash i know you don't i i don't think it, you get up on spaces and speak much but i'd love like just the amount of detail and I, that thing just blows my mind man it, it's like i don't i don't even understand the, the the detail and the meticulous uh process to to doing that it's crazy unless i'm missing some cheat cheat shortcut or something but it's it's insane <laughs> it, if anybody have you had a pin i think is it still pinned that 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 uh ape uh picture pinned on my yeah it was pinned right in here wasn't it i think we had it pinned i have no or, or idea. no i was looking at it maybe somewhere else i, I we'll get it pinned though before in the show because it's, it's pretty sick man there's just i don't think i pinned it in here i pinned the illa j stuff up in here that that was it okay but anyway it's oh, pretty we'll pin cool. it let's we, get we to it let's get to it I'm, I'm rambling here but as i do uh i can't make complete sentences in we irl we should we should name the show just rambling just rambling. just rambling lord i was born a riffing man trying to make that's a right. living and riffing the best i can the best you can that's right but anyway and also um 
you know, um, so, so, I mean, anyway, we got a show today. We're talking about music. We got Illa J in the building and I was, I was, you know, vibing out like we, like I do a lot with the guests we have here. Uh, I'll put on Spotify and I'll vibe out with the, uh, playlists, uh, and I'll just dig through their stuff before the show. And I, I was telling him, and it was kind of half truth to it. I was vibing out. So, so, uh, it was so good. Uh, the music and, uh, I almost didn't want to do the space and just chill and listen to the music because the music was so good. I was yeah. like, I don't want to talk. I just want to listen. listen well, his to new it. album is really dope. Yeah, it's so, so good, man. And I love it. And I was actually, I guess I'm putting carriage before the horse, uh, but um, this, the, the sound of the, 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 the beats and the drums and uh, all, all of the, uh, you know, MCs on the stuff. Uh, and I, I heard a track with common, I think. And uh, who else was on that track? Oh, Frank Nitt. Um, you know, the, we, yeah, yeah. So I mean, anyway, like I said, I'm not even, we're not even supposed to be talking about that stuff right yet, but I get a little over, over anxious, but here we are at the Jess Riffin show and we got Illa J in the building, Line Trash, Quinn, we got Karen, you know, let's go, let's do it. Let's, what let's do we got? Do what do we got? We're going to get into the news right now. <laughs> That's right. We got a new jingle from J6. It's the News Jam jingle, and uh, it does not come with peanut butter, but maybe it will. Maybe it will. I uh, hope you guys like it. Anyway, getting into the news here, real quick, we're going to go over a few things. That's, this is stuff that's in the music news, some stuff we might have been talking about. We're going to bring it back up here for relevancy. Uh, first things first is Big Pimpin' is owning your masters. Uh, Jay-Z is not looking to sell. We've spoken in the past on our show here about, you know, uh, people, Katy Perry and Paul Simon, those are two big, huge names that have uh, just recently sold their masters, uh, you know, because, um, you know, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get to that. But it's because mainly because a lot of people, a lot of these musicians uh, that have their masters and they're selling them, they, they don't want to have to deal with the, you know, being a publishing company because, you know, if they hit you up for a commercial or they want to use your song for something, then they got to contact you to get your permission for it. And a lot of these people, especially like, like so let's say Paul Simon's getting older. Um, his kids don't want to do, they don't want to deal with it, you know, and he's got to leave it to them and they don't want to deal with it. So he just sold all the masters. And that was the reason why he did that. And I, I get it. I get it. You know, cause we can't live forever. And um, you know, if your kids don't want to, uh, you know, deal with it, then, you know, you just, you got to do what you got to do and you get rid of it. Um, hang on one second here. Ill, I sent you a, an invite to speak FYI. So whenever you get that, Oh, there we go. I just approved you. So you should be up. Uh, so yeah, Jay-Z, uh, he says here, uh, after his fight to secure, because he had actually had a fight to get his actual masters at one point. So after he, he fought to secure the ownership of his masters uh, from Def Jam, He's definitely not eager to put that catalog up for sale anytime soon. He's uh, made some comments recently on a show that he was um, interviewed by Gail King. And, you know, he says, uh, you know, many artists are, uh, you know, selling their stuff for big bucks, the music rights. But he's uh, definitely not trying to do all that, you know, um, and he wants to make well for his children. But he says he gets why people do it. He's been fortunate enough to make money in his place. So for him, um, you know. Uh, getting his rights was a fight for his life and he's not trying to just uh, give it away now, you know, and I get it, he's young, so there's no need to sell it. Why would you, why would you do that? You know, Paul Simon, I understand Katy Perry. I don't understand why she sold her masters, but to each his own. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, 
that's that in the news there. Uh, we also have uh, Taylor Swift in the news. We talked about her recently. Uh, with we talked about not so much her, but we talked um, about music musicians shows that are on the big screen you know you're seeing a concert would you rather go to the concert and watch it live i i definitely would uh been on record saying that i definitely would love to go to a live event rather than watch it on on the big screen but nonetheless taylor swift uh not a lot of people can uh spend that money for tickets these days so why not spend twenty dollars and go watch uh it on the big screen she has the highest grossing concert film in history they've topped over 200 million dollars she's just a uh, a cash cow it's just a cash cow uh, you know she's just amazing um with what she's doing so um yeah that's uh that's pretty much it for the news also you know i mentioned also paul simon same thing sold his rights uh but you know for the he gave the reason why which was his kids not really wanting to uh to, to do it. Um, there's also a lot of stuff going on with this, this massive um, copyright infringement. Uh, Google commits $2 billion in funding to Anthropic, which is, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're going to continue, you know, gaining billions in their backing. Uh, and uh, all the other music companies are, you know, um, fighting for that position. They want to, uh, to, to deal with Google, you know, and, and YouTube uh, moving forward for this AI stuff and, and, and the music copyright stuff that's happening with, uh, with people making AI music, you know? So that's pretty much it for the news. Um, back to you, J6. Yeah. I mean, it, it, those are all some interesting topics. I mean, the, the interesting thing, I mean, you hear artists talk about a lot of different artists talk about, Hey, you know, I want to own my masters. And I think that's awesome. Then you hear artists talk about as well. Hey, I just, you know, pimped out my masters and made a boatload of cash. And I think to each, as I hate to use a cliche, but to each what they want to do, like they say, you know, to each what they want to do. Yeah. You know, it's your art. I think, you know, I heard Sly, Sylvester Stewart from Sly and the Family Stone in an old interview. I was YouTube reaching one night and uh, he was talking about stuff he makes and uh, his creativity and the, the interview was said to him, well, aren't you afraid people, you know, they take your ideas or they do it? And this is kind of an abstract way of looking at it. But I love what he said. He said, uh, you know, I'm like, I make shit every day. I'm create. I'm a creative guy. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But uh, if if I'm worried about uh, somebody taking my idea, then that must mean that I'm going to run out of ideas. And I don't I, I just keep coming up with new stuff. And it's true. He's a brilliant artist. And I think artists that think that way are always prolific and create. And I think the same thing is with selling your masters. Like, hey, uh, if you if they mean something different, otherwise, then that's up to you. That's uh, your personal opinion. But if you have something, another artist mentioned it to me, something like this. I look at songs as soiled tissues, an artist said to me once. And like, in other words, he makes a song and then he blows his nose or whatever, it plays his tune and he throws it away and then he grabs another tissue. But I think master recordings are very cool and powerful and to the artist who created them, that should be their decision. But either way is cool, you know, sell them, make more or yeah. hold on to them. And as far as the family, I want to comment one other thing as far as what I think it was Paul Simon, you said, talked about yeah. is kids didn't want to deal with uh, sure. managing it. So you know, cool. Like, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, some parents, they have like the family business. It might be like a pet store or, or whatever, you know, a restaurant mm -hmm. and the kids don't want to do it. So cool. Move on and keep it moving. Keep you know? it moving always. 
yeah, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up actually in the news that I had forgotten to um to talk about in lieu of what's going on in the world. You know, here's just another you know nailing Kanye West's coffin here. Uh, Adidas knew, and also Adidas, they're they're here to blame too. I don't want to go into the history of Adidas. Um, I'm sure you guys can Wikipedia. Adidas, there were two brothers. One started Puma, the other did Adidas, and you can go read the rest on their affiliation with the Nazis. Anywho, Adidas knew Kanye West drew swastikas, praised Hitler in company meetings back to 2013, and this is reported by the New York Times, everybody who's listening here. So a new report reveals Kanye West's anti-Semitism surfaced in some of the first meetings he had with Adidas execs when establishing the lucrative sneaker deal, which everybody knows the Yeezys, he's making, you know, tons and tons and tons of money. So originally he didn't like the um, first model of the sneaker. And so he drew a SWAT sticker on the, you know, the front part of your sneaker. I forget what it's called, but yeah, just crazy stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So I wanted to add that in there. Just another bombshell of a, of news, you know, that that's um, on that guy. And I think everybody knows he's got mental issues. That's a one thing, 100% for sure. I think if you have mental issues, uh, you definitely know for sure uh, that Kanye's got mental issues. If you don't have me- mental issues, you definitely know that this guy's got mental issues. Uh, and it's, it's, I'm not hating on him because he's anti-Semitic. I just think, you know, someone like that just needs help. And it's hard to help somebody like that because he doesn't want the help. So I'll leave it there with that. I wanted to bring that up in the news because I thought that was super important. Hey, hey yeah, you know, uh, that stuff I got to admit for on, I, it's all very much under my head. I don't get it, uh, but uh, I love music. And sometimes artists uh, don't convey uh what their thoughts very well through words and they say stupid shit and sometimes those same artists say brilliant amazing things through their art and maybe you know i feel sometimes maybe uh you know god or a high power if you maybe messed up you know uh these people maybe uh should only communicate through music just like birds sing and uh maybe they shouldn't communicate through human language of like conversation Maybe their music is how they're supposed to converse. Maybe they just, you know, there's something got messed up, a glitch in the matrix, if you will. But I don't know. I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but that's all I got on that. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, people are going to be people. It's like anything else with music, too. You're going to either like it or you're going to hate it. And I think that's the same thing with people. You're going to either like it, like them, or you're not. And, you know, it's sad that we live in a world, uh, even to today, that uh, we're still dealing with this stuff and it's never going to end. It's we're going to be all gone and dust and they're still going to be doing the same. There's never going to be resolve. I, I never. All right. Moving on. So uh, you wanted to bring up since it's Halloween and uh, you wanted to bring up these uh, top 10 Halloween songs, unless you wanted to touch base on, on the news again, I wanted to kind of move away from it, but up to you. J6 and we lost you. We're not there. So J6 had a I'm back, I'm back. I got okay. you. Okay. So uh you know what? It's funny because I shut the browser window, but I'm opening it. I'm a trained professional. 
uh, I rugged my browser. Oh no! But anyway, well, we're going to talk about the top ten Halloween songs, everybody. Yay! <laughs> I guess I don't know. For me, I'm going to just say I- I'm going to go. Monster Mash is probably number one, just because that song is. I remember that song as a kid. They still play it today. Monster Mash. So this is the own your masters because if the guy doesn't own his masters for that song, he's not getting paid. And if he was the owner of the masters, he's getting fat checks because they play that song every year, like millions and millions of times. Um, yeah. And then uh, I wonder if there's any, any, uh, you know, Halloween soundtrack songs, you know, Freddy Krueger, any of those type of Halloween type of well, songs. You know, I just thought the list was kind of interesting uh, because I don't know if it's from the way I have a different perspective because of my age. Uh, but um, the list, it's like a top 20 list. And then, like, you know, of course, number one is, like you said, Monster Mash. And then uh, it's just how a list. Be, right? I mean, yeah. how can it not be number one? Is- For sure. But it's just a list that Billboard made up, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's just one one source. However, they made it up. They probably used AI to make it up. Or actually, they probably used. <laughs> They probably used real, probably real I don't know if they used artificial intelligence or artificial artificial intelligence, but um, it was billboards, so we'll have to figure it out. But to make a long story short, let's see what happened there. So, in other words, they have like Eminem and Rihanna, the monster, on there, and they they have mm. like they Not really uh, a Halloween song though. exactly like Post Malone and Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, they have uh, you know. Um, psycho and i played that song at the club actually you know uh but uh it's not, no, not halloween. like it's not a halloween song it's like it's like it's they must have used ai to spin this because it's just like okay it has like a word like yeah ghost in it or monster you know but so like it's a halloween song someone got lazy over there that's for yeah. sure they're getting lazy over there i hey, i don't blame them you know it's like uh you know <laughs> i don't know Lazy, yeah. lazy it's, it's, it, it's a terrible topic, uh, but I was just like, <laughs> it's my bad. Hefton, Hefton's a way cooler things to talk about. So I'll take I it agree. Back. I didn't really like the topic. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting uh, because it's Halloween. I wanted, you know, originally, uh, it, you know, but I don't know. It is, it's a, it's a Halloween playlist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no biggie, no biggie. We're, we're batting a thousand here today. Um, Right now, I want to uh, introduce our special guest. This is someone that I, somebody I know personally, Illa J. Uh, I've watched him grow as an artist. I've seen the growing pains. I've seen the amazing work that he's he's done so far, and I'm I'm, very, I'm proud of him as a person uh, because I know him, you know. So I'm proud that he's stuck with the the music. It's very difficult, everybody. Uh, you know, everybody and their mom wants to do music and it's not easy. No matter who your relatives are, doesn't matter. Even if you're an actor or an actress, it's very, very difficult. Music is very hard to get into uh, and sus- sustain your, your, um, yeah, just to sustain your, I can't think right now. My head is like shredded apart, but yeah, uh, you guys understand what I mean. Sorry about this, everybody. My head is like a little bit you know, messed up from earlier today. The technical difficulties that got me twisted up. Hopefully I'll unravel soon. But J- Illa J, nonetheless, love this guy. Awesome. So thank you to the stage, Illa J. Yo. Appreciate you being here. What's up, man? What's good, bro? 
<laughs> everything is good now now that we got you up on the show bro and um so yeah so like you know like we've been through it all uh illa j we've been through it all so but yeah thank you so much for for uh you know, spending some time with us and, and being on the show. We greatly appreciate you being here as well as everybody else. We know everybody could be anywhere at any time doing anything right now, but you're here with us. So thank you. Appreciate y'all for real. So Illa J. Yo, what's good? How you feeling? Good, man. Yo, man. Y'all was having a good convo, man. I, I was just chilling listening to the convo. <laughs> Most deaf. Yeah, Most deaf. yeah you, you could join in anytime too, you know. And uh, what do you think about some of that stuff we talked about in the news? What was your, any, uh, you have any, uh, any thoughts to any of that stuff? I mean, you know. And you don't have, I mean, you don't have to. You don't I, I definitely agree that <laughs> some, I feel like a lot of musicians, uh, they, um, they communicate the best through through music, right? Through their craft. So if you can notice right. a lot of musicians in the industry, they, they really don't know how to communicate with other humans. <laughs> it's, it's really it's <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like when it comes to actual, like talking to people, it's like, oh, shit, like, how do I? But then it was like, they can come up with a song or a melody in like five minutes or whatever. But like, uh, like yeah, it's, 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 it's some, it's some characters, man, in, in the industry. But, mm -hmm. but like you said, maybe that's what balances out in some weird way that creates this genius where it's like, you got this like super weird person, but then they like a genius at something. <laughs> For sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is um, yeah. You're right. I mean, do you think like you know if, we'll we'll talk about Kanye? Let's say, do you think if he was like speaking any of that anti-Semitism, you know, and he was that was part of his rap song, you know, you think this? How do you think that would have went? I know it's all speculation, but you know, just a thought. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean. It's just, it, it's like, it, it really depends when it comes to music, Not, especially nowadays. Nowadays, it's a little bit, bit different. Like, like I feel like back in the 90s, even, you can get away with a lot more shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. now nowadays, do you, it's do you like, think people hear it's Woke Nation now. Like, every single, they, they listen to okay. every line. <laughs> like, True what did that. you say? What did you go back? It was like. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're probably right on 100% though, like, you know, because I always think, you know, people sometimes they don't listen to the lyrics. They just listen to the beat. They like the beat. They're not really paying attention to what, you know, the the the, the person singing or saying or rapping, you know? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, though, it'll be like, it'll go over people's head. But then all it takes is like one person that's like, their blog is like, I listen to, I listen for this type of shit, right? And then people go and check that blog and then they go back to the song and like, oh shit, he said that. Like, it'd be a lot of shit yeah, that yeah. goes viral that's like, it's like be old shit, but then someone like went and found that shit, and it's like, hey man, look at this video. There's someone going crazy, <laughs> and it's like it's an old video, but it just have, comes out the blue as new and shit. Like, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had an episode um, at all? I know you're a real like you know <laughs> your demeanor is real chill, but you know, has there ever ever been a time where you kind of like said something and you were like, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> not 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 really. No, I mean, I'm I'm pretty chill. Like I. If anything, that's the opposite of me. I'm like, I'm like anything to like, like my neighbors don't even know that I do music. Like I'm very discreet about what I, it's like, I'm like Batman or some shit. Like, <laughs> it's, like <laughs> I hear that. it's like, who is like, who is that? I have like, like, like no one, like only person that calls me Illa J is like my mom. Cause you know, you know, parents are proud. So she's like, yeah, yeah my baby Illa J. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> otherwise I'm like, I'm like, really like avoiding like like if my music plays somewhere and i'm somewhere 
I'm like, oh shit, this is such a it's a weird moment. Oh shit, like even though no one probably knows, but it's like just because I know, it's like it's planned. It's like, oh man, it's like, like I'm I don't know, like I'm like, but it makes sense. So I'm at, I'm at the part of my career where I'm I'm going more into production. I mean, I'm really a producer first anyway. I just happen to have mm-hmm. more of a solo career, and then I realized through having a solo career, just like touring and shit is fun, but like I rather just be in the studio and shit, like just a different vibe. Yeah. I mean, you've been, you've been, you've toured. Uh, I've been on tour with you a couple times, and uh, and I know you you stay busy doing that. Uh, I want to jump back. You you were talking about you know that you're a producer first. I know that you come from a a long line of of musicians. Your family, uh, people that you know, uh, close relatives, close family members, everyone doing music. You know, and uh, growing up in a household full of that, especially with your your older bro, rest in peace, Dilla. Um, you know, you know, you know, was that was that why you were more into doing the production opposed to being an MC? And then, you know, you built your, you know, you've you've, I guess, grew into becoming an MC. What was that growing up in a house like that filled with all those musicians? Yeah, like it was like, like I said, music was it was just fun. And then once I started, like, like I said, when I started, I just really just wanted to make beats. But then eventually you just want to hear what you sound like on the song. And then that just turned into like. This whole thing, like, cause I was actually making like my own beats and stuff, and then uh, what happened was I, um, my first album, Yancey Voice, um, was produced all by my brother Jay Dilla, right? And um, and that that came out in Delicious Vinyl. So real quick, real quick, real quick, John. I mean, uh, Illa J. I almost called you by your government name there. Um, I wanted to just tell you, I don't think I ever told you this. I mentioned it last week on the show. The Yancey Boy album. This was a dat. This was beats that was on a dat from delicious vinyl i found the dat oh so you had the original dat. that's crazy yeah i'm i'm like i there was no label on it it didn't say jay dilla didn't say dilla but as soon as i heard like running or drop was on there i think it was running that's crazy and i was like huh and i was like oh shit and you know with the dat you had to kind of it's like a tape you know you got to fast forward through it or rewind it you couldn't like skip through like you know like a, a cd so I was listening to the whole thing. I'm like, what the is this? Holy crap. Wow, that's I was like, crazy. Like lost. Oh, shit. And I yeah. And then gave it, I was like, you know, Mike Ross, and who who everybody that's listening, Michael Ross is the owner of this iconic label called Delicious Vinyl. So I just handed it to him. And then that's how. And then yeah. That's crazy. That's wow. yeah, that's a Yancey Boy album right there. I don't think I ever told you that story, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to interrupt you because you, you just mentioned it there. Otherwise, I would have just told you later in the show. But go ahead, That's go ahead, uh, Illigent. Well, yeah, well, well yeah. pretty much that was like my intro into the industry. And what, what happened was, this is what it is. I was younger, so I gave into the pressure. And then I, like, I stopped focusing on my production. I just kind of like focused on, you know, just being more of a, you know, being a vocalist, like rapping and singing, even though like I've did, always. Did you feel pressure into doing that? Um, Did you feel not not necessarily to be pressure, but it's just like you're younger, you're trying to figure out shit, and then you kind of usually just like it's like okay, well this is working, so I mean people like me rapping, so I'm just keep rapping shit. It's like <laughs> just kind of like really easy, not even really thinking about it. But like now that I'm older, I realize it makes sense that I I never know how I want to rap saying, uh, and it's like oh yeah, that's a producer thing. If anything, I I just use my voice to write, you know what I mean, and and then um like. Me rapping on it, it's just like it's one of those things. It's just fun to hear a song finished. But um, I've had I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of artists this year that it, it made me even more comfortable wanting to produce. Because then it's like, one, now that I have people writing and stuff on top of it, 
I was like, okay, I could just make the song. They can go do because it's like you know, just to put it out front, like being a solo artist is like versus a producer. It's like okay, we both we both making the music in the studio, but then the solo artist has a lot more responsibilities, going to touring it, promoting it, uh, doing the songs over and over. And meanwhile, the producer could be making that same money. Like not the performance money, but technically you making the money from the publishing and 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 making the beat already, and then you already making some new shit already, and then, you know what I mean? So it's just like I kind of like that better, where I don't have to put so much energy into promoting something. I could just make music. It's out. Someone that's a star, or whatever, whoever the fuck they they put it out there. They they touring. They they the face of it. And I'm I'm just in the studio, eating really good, going to grocery store grabbing a bunch of snacks and juices and shit making some more beats that's like <laughs> that's i feel like that's the paradise right there like i don't have to go anywhere that's what's that's up right on man that's awesome you know talking about the production and stuff i was reading that you uh were working i was wondering if you're still working with the mpcs and stuff. It said you worked with an mpc 3000 or if you moved on to just like uh software-based uh computer tools um i'm you know what i'm still using i'm still working standalone like i like i do have a machine plus and i use that with the machine software but most of the stuff i do is standalone and then um like a uh, salute to my engineer kyle like i have a dope-ass engineer that i work with um like, cause I don't get me wrong. I like, I mix my beats when I make them and stuff. And even when I'm working with him, you know, I have an idea of what I, you know, I want, I, how I want it to sound, but essentially that's his world where he just mixes. That's what he does. So it's just like, he's all frequencies and you know, this many Hertz and all that stuff. So it's like, it's, it's dope. Cause when we're working together, like I can kind of stay in that musician mode where it's just like another idea come out, you know, he's recording at, and mixing at the same time. But, um, I, but like I said, my, my workflow is mostly standalone just because it's just kind of annoying clicking around, looking for presets. Like, I just like physical analog shit where I was like, okay, the filter's right there. I can just grab it. And then um, the the new NPCs are just like, like, no matter how many times I move to other machines, it's just like one of the most, once you know, once you know that workflow, it's just, it's so, it's, it's such a powerful machine. Like, I love my, uh, my live suit. Um, I'm using that the most, but basically sampling myself into it. Like I have a, like a bunch of synthesizers and like my bass guitar, pianos, and I'm just uh, pretty much sampling myself into the NPC. You know. Oh, that's cool, man. You know, uh, it's it's uh, you mentioned your bass guitars, and I also read that uh, was your mom was a jazz bassist or is a jazz bassist. So, so that's where uh, <laughs> the Wikipedia switches shit up. So technically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, it would be double. Like, yeah, yeah, you know me and my mom played uh, bass, <laughs> but actually, my dad, my dad played bass, so he was a jazz bassist, and then my mom, she sung, she studied opera and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so she she sung opera, but yeah, my dad, my dad played bass. Yeah, that's that's cool. That is that is just so cool. And uh, so you're actually coming from a perspective like you're working with samplers, but you're actually you got the music chops too uh, on on the instruments, so. I, I love that. Uh, just you know, like you kind of will you you'll play your bass, but then you'll sample yourself. It's a, it's an interesting, you know, uh, it's an interesting twist on it, you know, because um, you actually can chop up your own. Like you'll play an actual part and you'll chop it up, and uh, it does that sound. Uh, the standalone stuff it definitely has a sound to it. And it's really cool. And when I was listening uh, to a bunch, I was listening to a bunch of stuff. Just kind of left it on play, and uh, 
you know, you could hear it. It has a sound to it. Uh, those those machines, those standalone machines, they sound, they swing a little different from the computer. And to me, maybe I'm, I'm uh, you know, maybe you can get any sound depending on who it is. But um, it just, they just have such a vibe. Uh, it, the, the grooves have such a drive. There's kick drums and there's snares and I don't know, but it sounds really cool. I, I dig it, man. Oh, uh, no, thanks, man. Yeah, so it's just a different vibe when you actually create and based off of your own feel. Like a lot of people nowadays, like nothing wrong with it. Like I get it. Like if it's easier, do it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Make, make work. Like it should be fun. So I understand where nowadays a lot of people, they get, because like it's so many like, pre-programmed loops and shit like that and 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 you, but that's the thing it's like you can tell when it is though that's the thing you know what i mean but at the same time you kind of gotta let people do what they do but like you definitely could tell when it's like uh when it's someone's real their actual like their metronome their their human metronome versus like when someone's strictly like on like the one like because don't get me wrong it's like you could program certain things and put it on the sequencer and put it you know on on the one so it so it hits on the right spot but it's like yeah, quantize it's, yeah but it's dope to have always dope to have like other elements that's kind of like that you plan out live along with that like because obviously you want your like if you're doing some house shit you know your, your kick you kind of got to have your kick on the on, on that one it's just what it is because it's like you got people there they literally just there to get high and dance so it's like they like you know what i mean so they <laughs> they need that that metronome and that kick <laughs> but like depending on what style of music you're making you kind of get off you know what i mean you kind of mess around with that shit but like i feel like as long as you have like one or two elements on the one everything else you can kind of fuck around with i mean even then it's still on beat but then more of a, a human feel as opposed to like computerized but uh but honestly that comes that comes with so sound selection as well too it's like um just listening for i mean we got so many drum sounds like they have to like sample so much shit back in the day like like i have thousands of drums like i've never run out of drums at this point like <laughs> i like i could use different drums every day for the next next year like straight up dig it man do you uh ever get yeah i hear uh musicians talk and i can relate to it too uh about optionitis these days like you're saying with all the drums and everything like do you have uh like a zone you go into like uh, where you're so to keep yourself from getting optionitis when you're in a creative process so you don't have too many things to choose from and you just say okay i'm gonna take this stuff and make it or do you just kind of vibe out and switch around sounds and kind of go with the moment you know what it's back and forth like i definitely like my new thing is like i was saying like like every time i start a new track I, i'm using different drums but it's like it's one of those things where i did have a point where like Cause I have times where I'm like, okay, I just want to be on the NPC or I just want to be on this machine. But I feel like sometimes limiting myself is dope. But then every time I limit myself, then I I start to miss other machines and shit. Like I, uh, my, <laughs> my wife is laughing. Like she, 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 uh, she calls all my machines, my, my mistresses. So like, I just like, it's like I'm just bringing different bitches into the living room to make music with. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I, yo, I wish my I wish my partner put it that way. She doesn't tell me they're like my mistresses. She says, "Oh, like you're up in your uh in your college dorm room." She calls my studio like in the house. You know, it's it's my dorm. Oh, yeah. room. <laughs> I'm like a frat boy making. I'm like I'm a I'm a serious artist. No, you're not. You're like a, you're like a, a college boy. I'm like okay. <laughs> anyway, I like. Yeah, man, but um, but but honestly though, it's like it's dope. Um, like I 
like I just the more that I learn music, um, it just makes you appreciate it more. Cause like I like I still have um like I still have piano lessons every week. Like my teacher is like um super like super dope teacher. Um I'm learning like all kind of classical jazz, all kind of stuff like that. And it's trippy because when you hear all these samples and shit, the 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 more that you learn the theory, you realize like, oh shit, you just playing that's it. You just playing that chord and so so it's like Sampling is dope, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like it's really just understanding the science behind it. It's like, oh, okay, they use these kind of preamps, and 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 it's like you you get all the noise because it's just what it is, old ass equipment. So it's like they didn't, you know, like a lot of stuff nowadays is almost like too clean. So it's just like I'm always down to dirty it up a little bit. And yeah, like, there's no, there's definitely no grit. And again, like you were mentioning with the with the drums, um, you know, I like the drums to be a little bit off too. Uh, you know, not so, not quantized at all. I, I don't think I've ever quantized my drums, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're just missing that today because it's all digital and it's it's su everything super clean. No one's grabbing records of the sample from much anymore. I mean, st people still do Illigay. You know that they do, but uh, majority, I would say, ninety nine percent of the people are are uh, using um, you know, digital music or or those digital uh, companies that you know provide samples for you. Yeah, yeah, which is which is like I mean that's cool because then they you got the sample there or whatever. But I just feel like like you missing out on the fun part of it. Like it's like you know what I mean. To me, that what was fun about the NBC when I first started, even though I play instruments, it was still dope to be like the art of sampling is still fun. It is actually fun to take something and like oh I'm gonna do something with it. But it's like they got so much technology now. You could take the stems away and all this shit. But it's yeah, like it's it insane. takes away. I don't know. It's like it's dope because cool. Now I could just take those drums out, but it's like it takes to me. It takes away a layer of creativity because then, like that was the fun part of like you know, like I'm a nerd, so it's just like it was kind. It was cool figuring out, ooh, how can I make this shit do that? How can I MIDI to this machine and and send this to this and like you know what I mean? Like it takes out the because it's a it's a thinking game when it comes to the NPC. Like when when you really, once you understand it, it's like really, really making it do what you want it to do. So it's like, okay, cool. How can I do that? How can I, let me send this MIDI to this and this go through. But like, if they figure it out for you, then it's like, it's like, what do you, what, what part do you have in the process? It's like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't even, I don't know. It's just like, it's like you're a poser. You're, you're yeah, a poser. Yeah, so you know, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's dope. Like if you're creative, then you can use these things. But then it's like, but some people, I just feel like they walk into it with all using all these little shortcuts, and they missing out on the like the fun part of it. The, 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 yeah, the fun part of it because he's not, not really learning shit. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the same thing that I'm seeing with AI now with this Chat GPT stuff. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on any of this stuff. I think it's here. Let's figure it out. Not. You know, but <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> what it does is it creates an opportunity to underdevelop our creative uh, thinking, our, our um, what's the critical thinking. Like in other words, for instance, you were talking about the NPC. I remember back in the day, a guy from uh, the neighborhood, this guy, uh, DJ Too Tough, right? Oh. He um, figured oh. out with the NPC 60 where you'd only get, I think at the time you only got like 12 seconds or maybe it was even six seconds, whatever it was. But he figured out, hey, if you take the record and you just, like find the part you wanted and just really wham, wham the record fast forward. Like, so it's playing really fast, spin it really fast. Then you get the sound in there 
really uh you get the whole length of the sample you wanted to get and then you would just slow it tune it down in the mpc and back, back to the normal back to yeah, the normal and so you could fit the whole sample in less time because he he figured that out and <laughs> Of course, the sound sounded like total trash garbage, you know, like, I mean, as far as, like, because it was like, it was garbled, but, you know, I remember, um, but I remember doing stuff like this too. When we would take cassette tapes, right? And we would fly in, like, we'd only have four tracks. So we would sing three harmonies on the first three tracks, then fly them all in on the fourth track. And then we'd have three open tracks again. And those harmonies, we wouldn't have mixing control over them when they were on the one track, but they also, we had to use our thinking to open up those tracks because we only had four tracks total. And, um, uh, and, and then, but the thing is, there was also a little mojo happening because when those three tracks would be on the one track now, it, would, it was almost like a compression glue, like if you use a compressor on it and it would have a different sound. And, um, you know, you have to, when you're doing this stuff, you have to figure it out. And I don't shit on the fact that technology does this stuff automatically now because it creates an opportunity to even take things further. But I do believe, uh, myself included in this mix, sometimes I forget to think. And I just want to give one more example. I remember back, this is several years ago, but when people were start, first started having printers in their house, right? My little cousin came over to the house, right? And he needed me to give him directions to leave to go where he was going. And I had a printer in the house and I was spending like 10 minutes. This is before like Tom, Tom, even like, you know, everybody had GPS on their phone. And, uh, uh, he, I was trying to get the printer to work for like 10 minutes. You know, I'm trying to print him out directions from the computer, like 10 minutes. And finally he said to me, uh, why don't you just write them down? And I forgot, <laughs> like, I forgot that you could write down directions because, I know, you know, for a minute, but anyway, that's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I kind of went off. Uh, I was just surfing there for a minute. So sorry. <laughs> no, but, but it makes sense, though. It's like, like, like you said, like, not, it's not shitting on, like, the new technology. Believe me, like, it's dope to be able to fucking just, like, we we do delivery groceries all the time. Like, that's some other shit. It's like, you know, like, when I'm traveling now, like, uh, like just having uh, Uber Eats when I'm, or, or like, any of these delivery apps. Like, when you overseas, like, it's crazy because then otherwise, like, you walking around town looking for restaurants and shit. So, like, it's a lot of technology that definitely helps us. But, like I said, it's like a, it's a gift and a curse. It's like, it's like, it's, it makes things co convenient for us, but then at the same time, we, we also get lazier. But again, I get it, though, because it's only 24 hours in a day. It's like, fuck, you only have so much time to do so much shit. So, it, it is helpful to have some shit to help me do some shit. So, I can actually enjoy more of my day. Otherwise, you just like, like yeah, like you say, like you you fix the printer for for thirty minutes and shit, like <laughs> just to yeah, for no reason, just just so, just so you, <laughs> just, yeah, good, good times. Not, to not write down three lines of of words. Turn yeah. right here. Turn left. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the best story today. I love it, dude. That's great, dude. Um, Ila, I want to ask you about. We, we talked a little bit about it. You know, we, we've been, I guess, you know, with sampling. There's companies out there like Spice or Slice, rather, not Spice, Slice. And Slice, you know, has. I, these, I Spice. Yeah, I Spice, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I Spice, big time right there. Shake it. Shake what your mama gave you. Um, 
So yeah, Splice. You know, Splice is uh, you, anybody in the audience could could look this up. Splice is really cool, actually. I think it's really cool. It's like you know, a bunch of samples that are there, so you don't have to you know, you know, br- crack open the, the the record player. And and it's all convenient though, right? Um, yeah. Have you ever thought about, or have you already um, submitted work? Because I know you play music. Have you submitted stuff for for those type of um, companies? To where you know they're licensing your your music for people to sample like all instrumentals but made specifically for that have you done that have you thought about that and what's your um, thoughts on it in general I, i've made like i've made a like uh because I, I work closely a lot with uh, novation um i've made like drums and stuff one of the circuits before but i've never submitted any of my music for like people to remix or anything like um i mean it could be dope but i'm like I just like I'm like on two sides about it. Like it's it's a dope because then it gets someone the opportunity to do something. But then I'm like, I'm weird where I'm like, I don't know. I think the song sounds good like that. I don't need another version. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, because <laughs> like you know, don't get me wrong. It's like you know, there's like a lot of remix concerts, uh, uh, contests and stuff. You know, it, it it goes dope. But sometimes it's just like, it's just like ah, maybe I just don't want anyone on this shit. Like. <laughs> True to that. But, uh, yeah. now, you, you you work with a lot of groups, right? You work with Slum Village, which is you know one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time, and um and just so many Red Man, Method Man, I think you know, and um um I don't know if you've worked with Busta, but I mean I know you've worked with a lot of uh, Fife Dog and just like a lot of rest in peace by the way Fife Dog, you know, um you you work with a lot of artists and you know for for you who is like the number one person that you've learned from. Um, that you've worked with and that actually, you know, maybe you had a different perception of them prior to working with them, but totally changed your mind after you, you've, you uh, collaborated and did work with them. Who would that be? Well, I will say, um, so, so the five, the five thing is that was, that was a good, so that, that would be a good story. So pretty much like we have like a bunch of versions of that song. So that I have a song with five called French kiss and the original version was just, it wasn't Fife on it. It was just on my album. Um, I put out the album in 2015, titled titled Illa J, produced by Potato People. And um, I had a song called French Kiss. And then um, I was going to get Fife on the album. But what happened was Fife liked the song so much that he wanted it for himself. So I had a version with just me. And then uh, he had a version for his album. And then uh, Rest in Peace, um, years after he passed away, um, they you know, worked on his, his project on songs that he was working on. And um, that song made the album. What happened was um, it was one of the singles and then Redman jumped on it. Right. So yeah, it's yeah, crazy yeah. That, that song has so much of a life to it right now. When we shot the video, we, we shot the videos in Atlanta. And I'll just say Redman, one thing, because uh, he, he I learned from him was um, and it's, it's crazy because it's so simple. He had it on his T-shirt. He had a, he had a, a T-shirt that said, uh, don't be unfun. <laughs> And um, and, and honestly, like it is such a simple thing, but like I just remember taking that energy from that um, from that shoot. Just you know, his his energy and how um, like as a super charismatic dude, just like just you know what I mean, just just cool dude. So yeah, when I came yeah. back, I was really inspired to make a bunch of beats and shit, and um, That's it dope. just made me think of hip hop in a different like. Not that I was making boring music, but I knew it was like, ah, I need to step up my music in a way. And, I, and that was one of the things was like bringing more of a fun energy to my music. And and, 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 and and not that I haven't done that before, but I feel like 
you know, I made like a lot of, you know, when I was younger, I was like trying to be deep and shit. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not you like had, it, it, you it, had it, your, cool. your poetry moment. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? And it's like I'm, more, now I'm having a lot more fun with it. Like, you know, in a sense, like even though I was making music like that before, but like kind of a reminder, you know what I mean? Um, and that, yeah. that shoot. And that, that was all from that that red band shoot, honestly. Like that's dope. Like his energy in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the on the video sh uh, set. Yeah. Sure, sure. How was how was Fife Dog? Because you know, I mean, both of those guys are legends, you know. But like, how was how was Fife Dog? Fife is from Tribe Called Quest. Rest in peace. Fife Dog probably one of the most underrated rappers too. Like your brother, you know. But like, you know, what was that like working with him? Because yeah, that's just Tribe Called Quest, you know. Yeah, man. It was it was pretty like insane like um and his original verse for the song was actually 32 bars so what? like he he yeah yeah so he called me I, I was in montreal like when he finally was like i'm gonna do the song so you know he called me and it, like literally he, he spit his whole verse over the phone so it was like it was like i had to let them know like yo man we gotta make we gotta make 32 bars open for him like <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then he ended up going to 16 but like yeah man pretty legendary yo. it was like he spit it over the phone too it was like yo like that's crazy that's fight dope, rapping man. on the phone to me like <laughs> yeah i want to ask you going back a little bit here you know with with making music and doing doing stuff and you said you know your early days and whatnot did you ever because your your brother uh was such a monster um making music did you ever feel that pressure because you were making music too that you had to kind of live up to that kind of plateau or like were you feeling that in the beginning when you were young and did you oh yeah you know you grew out of, like how did that what was your process of getting out of that you're you're training your mind to go i'm illa j i'm not jay dilla i i gotta be me i mean it's one of those things where I mean, I I felt like it was like, I mean, yeah, it, it was moments where it felt like it was kind of unfair because then it's like you compare me to someone who's like already had a, they've already proven themselves as a legend. You know what I mean? I'm just starting. You know what I mean? So it's just like, like you know what I mean? Like obviously I'm not gonna start off day one. You know what I mean? I'm like moonwalking off the off the stage or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like. Did so. you ever get any bad vibes from people <laughs> like, oh, he's he's just getting on because that's Dilla's little brother? You know? Yeah. Did you get any of that weird shit? Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely got the. I mean, I mean, it. But at the same time, though, looking back as I'm older, it makes sense because nowadays, you know, everybody, everybody and their mama want to do fucking everything. You know what I mean? So it's like, it at that time it was a lot more strict getting into the industry, which is kind of ironic. Nowadays, it's like, it's a lot. Don't get me wrong, the industry is like it's harder in the sense that because it's more people, but. I just say you could get away with a lot more shit. Like like hip hop was really hard to get into when I when I was coming into the game. It was like the last years of like you really had to be able to rap. Like if you were corny even just a little bit, they just like they coming for you. Like, ooh, like ooh, you so corny, dude. Like and and nowadays it don't matter, man. I could just put on a crazy fucking clown outfit and, and um put <laughs> oh, <I wanna laughs> seven chains on, man. I'm in there, man. Come up with a crazy name and like yo, I'm illa Illa Buckshot or some crazy shit. And I got a clown outfit with, with seven chains on and um and, and some cowboy boots. And it's in a in a Gucci purse. That's it. Wanna, He's in. He's it. in. <laughs> He's in. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh he recently got married not too long ago. Um I, I know I congratulate you. I'll congratulate you again since we're on the air here. Thanks, um, Jeff. Sure. Yes, yes. And uh she, your your wife, I'm not I don't know what her name is. You probably told me, but I, you know forget always and um but what what is your wife's name 
Well, my, well, my, <laughs> my wife's name is Sarah. Now she's a super dope photographer artist. Like, um, mm-hmm. and like, um, yeah, she like actually did all of the, um, the artwork and photography for my, for my album actually, uh, and shot all the videos as well. So for, like, for we, no we work on a lot of, yep. But no traffic. Yep. So we work on a lot of stuff together. Like, um, uh, when it comes to like, like my visuals and stuff, cause it's like, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's a lot of people, they get it twisted because it's like, obviously it's my wife. So it's like, like, Oh, well just because like, no, it's more, it's because she's actually the best person for the job. That's you really got skills. Like, yeah. 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 Cause like, otherwise it's like, Cause, cause, like you know how this industry is like, you know, it's just like most people is like, it's like, oh, it's the wife, so she's gonna, you know, color some color in the lines for us. It's like, no, 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 she's like yeah. really legit. So I, I don't know. People don't. We have know. to really explain the business to people, like, yo, like, yo, just so you know, uh, you got to, you got to pay up. Like this is she, she giving you a uh, five star work, like top level work. So, but like, no, mm-hmm. man, it's, just, it's dope to be able to uh, have someone that, um, is also in the creative field as well because it's like, it's just, it's just what it is being in this creative field. And being in a relationship, and yeah, it's, sometimes it just don't, because it, it's very hard to understand the ins and outs and how the industry works, and um, it's just a very, very different. It, it's a, it's a different way of life. It's like it seems regular because a lot of people they just see like, oh, you're just making music and all this other shit, but it's like they don't know about all the behind the scenes bullshit that goes in with it and and the the time put into it. You know, it's like it's a lot of. Uh, it's a it's a hell of a roller coaster. <laughs> True. There's a lot of nuances that are in the in the industry itself, you know. And you know, I think it's great, you know, dealing with your loved one, with your wife, and then you guys are collaborating on on your projects as well. I mean, you know, more more the better, you know. To me, it's like she's got the skill. Why not? You know. I mean, if it was something different and she was learning the skill, and people are gonna dog on her, you know, whatever, man. But the, the she'll eventually be a beast. But she's actually a monster too, uh, with her creativity. I I, I could dig it, man. I, have you guys ever? I know, like you know, you know, dealing with family sometimes and dealing with, uh, you know, just yeah, dealing with that with business when it comes to business and family and stuff. Sometimes they say it doesn't work, like like oil and water. You know, have you guys ever, you know, been head to head and uh, really? you know, been at it in the sense of uh, cre- being creative. Like, no, no, I like this. No, I like that. And, you know, how do you guys not, compromise? Not really. It's like, because she's like a dope artist. Like, it's like we both respect each other's craft, right? So it's like she's not in the studio like, hey, change that beat, right? So, <laughs> like, I, I respect her craft. So it's like when she, she like, she's doing something. I know it's like I automatically, I just know it's going to be dope. Like, she asked me stuff. I'm like, she like, is it straight? I'm like, it's fire. Like, I, like, you know, I don't really have, I usually don't have any, like, thing to say, but it's like, She's asking me to, to confirm for herself, but in my mind, like I, I wouldn't I couldn't even imagine the shit that she does, like how she does it so easily. So it's just like for me, I'm like her rough draft is already amazing to me. And then and, and she's like asking me for notes and I'm like, I, I don't I don't know. And she can see like, oh, this this line is off and you know, yeah. so but it's 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 just dope though, because like she you know, she's truly like mastered her craft. So it's like, um it's like, you know, so, inspiration goes back and forth, you know what I mean? Like Sarah, you dope, Sarah. If Sarah's listening, you're dope, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, you <laughs> uh, let me ask you: Did 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 um the title of the record "No Traffic"? By the way, everybody, go go check out "No Traffic." It just came out uh, in September, I believe, uh, on BBE, which is a which is a, uh, a English label, you know, over in, in UK, right? Am I correct with that, BBE? Yep, yep. Barely breaking okay. even. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's right. They've been around forever. They actually did a, a record with uh, with with your bro, uh, which was a great album. But I wanted to know about this here. No traffic was the title of the album before or after the picture. Oh, I, I got uh, serious explain. Hey, uh, hi. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Welcome hey, to the show. Uh, welcome to Just Riffin. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to elaborate on that um, for a second. Um, yeah, so the title No Traffic was inspired by um, a saying, which is, um, there's no traffic on the extra mile. And I kind of al always like kind of thought about when I think about John and like what he does and just his dedication to his work and mastering all his crafts kind of always like went, was like hand in hand. So as soon as he like finished that project, it was like no traffic. <laughs> like he literally like created his own lane because it's like, how you guys already like talked about, you know, we live in a generation of shortcuts kind of, you know, and entitlement a little bit. So John has just really like mastered like every aspect of his career. If it's like production, singing, rapping, like songwriting. So it was like, because of that, he literally created his own lane and there's literally no traffic in his lane. So it was like, okay, the title was just got to be no traffic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so when, when that, when, when you guys came up with the title, then you went out to, to the shoot, right? You went out and made and did the photo shoot for the album? Yeah, so we kind of just wanted to um, make sure that we, like, with the visuals, um, it reflects the title with no traffic. That's why we kind of went to, like, all these, like, remote areas, like, in the middle of the desert or, like, Grand Canyon and mm -hmm. uh, Zion uh, National Park. So we went to, like, all these, like, remote areas, but then also we wanted to make sure to just represent like John's style and like his creativity, like his unique way of approaching like his music production and just like his playfulness because like hip hop can be like, so like stiff, you know, especially when it's like, sure. cause John is like a little bit like, he's like in between like the newer generation and like the old generation. So it's like kind of tricky cause the newer generation, they have a little bit more fun, you can tell, but yeah. then the older generation is just more serious. So, it's like, I'm not going to put him in the alley somewhere and just, like, do the same, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just had to be, like, authentic with him and, like, what he wears. And it's just, like, just having fun. Like, basically, sure. like, when we, like, uh, like how uh, John mentioned with the, when we shot the video with Redman, it was just more like, yeah, let's just not be on fun. Let's just have, like, have some fun. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of having fun, what do you guys do for fun when you're not being creative here? Ooh, watching movies on the couch. <laughs> All right, favorite movie. What is it? Oh my Lately, Lately, yo, yeah, what, I will say, like, movie. you can't, you can't watch this shit by yourself. But like, yo, the boogeyman, yo, that that new Stephen King one, yo. Why can't you watch it by yourself? Are you scared? <laughs> the like, yo, man, you gonna be, you gonna be, uh, you gonna be looking at that closet, bro. I swear. <laughs> <to you. laughs> oh man. You can watch it in the closet, dude, and you're good. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so Boogeyman, uh, J6, my man. I'm thinking KC in the Sunshine Band. I'm your Boogeyman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Another great musician, dude, uh, KC. Another great. You know, those guys were just amazing. So, and what are you listening to, Willa? Like, what's on your, you know, what when you're, you know, doing your thing and you're not really being creative on your, on the tip of you making music. What are you listening to? I mean, selfishly, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of my shit. Like I honestly, oh. like I, like when I, when I get my Spotify list at the end of the year, it's like, 
You were a huge fan of Illa J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. You're a huge fan of yourself. Okay, so um, what are you listening for? Are you listening for nuances? Like, oh, I could have did that better. Are you critiquing? What are you doing? Are you enjoying? Honestly, it's kind of cool to listen. Like, when I'm listening to it, if I'm being real, like, I'm on some nerdy shit. I'm like, I'll be listening to it. Like, I wonder what it's like for someone who's listening to it for the first time. And I try to listen to it, like, at from that perspective, like, as if it's my first time hearing it. But then... Like a lot, a lot of it though was like listening to to new shit. Honestly, like it's like my album's out, but it's like lately my playlists have been all the beats that I made this week. That's all. That's all I've been listening to. And then as far as new artists, like I definitely like I, it's just what it is. You got to to stay in this industry. <clears throat> you got to understand the ins and outs. So it's like I'm definitely studying a lot of the new shit and seeing what the kids are listening to and and just you know what I mean? it's it's good to be aware of it. It don't mean you have to make it. It's just more like understanding what's the new lingo and what what people are dancing to you know what i mean every blue moon you gotta you gotta you know peek your head out in the club i mean we don't really really go to clubs and shit like luckily like every blue moon someone comes in town and we just go meet them there and then we come back home <laughs> sure, sure. so but like i don't know man it's like it's um i mean don't get me wrong like i i, I like um like a lot of the young stuff like like the they got a nice fun because this is what i think i think what where they messed up was the categorization of music, right? It's like they put everything under hip hop, and it's like ah, some of that sounds like some like grunge punk shit mixed with rap. It's like mm. it's some alternative because if you listen to everybody auto tune singing over their shit, so it's just like it's really like some alternative grunge rap or some I don't know. It's like but but you know I what I mean? It's like they need to think of another category because it's like. I fuck with it. I in the sense of like, it's not like like okay, what hip hop is to me is was is different than what what rap is and what auto tune rap is. It's like I feel like they all completely different categories. So it's like I don't have a problem with any of them. I, I just feel like the problem is is putting everything under one umbrella, and then what happens is uh, you have a lot of artists that fall between the cracks because they don't. You know what I mean? If they all if all these different artists are under the same umbrella and they all completely. Like hip hop, yeah, it's supposed to be different, but it's like at the same time, though, you know, rock and R and B, you can tell the difference between that, right? So it's like, yeah, if yep. you got a, if you got Common and uh, Uzi Vert in the same category, I, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know, no, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and, and you could t definitely tell that you differentiate between the two, obviously, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's two different. It's completely two different worlds. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot of those kids, they grew up listening to a lot of rock and, and and grunge and you can hear it like when you listen to juice world and uh exit sensation or rp that's crazy uh uh all, like all the um uh migos i i really like migos voices like i, I really like they yeah they, they like Quavo's voice got a dope voice dude okay i'm with you i'm an old school head so i'm big daddy kane juice crew all stars krs1 yeah, I, I'm 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 listening to like you know Slick Rick. I, it's where I'm that era that I'm from, but Migos, Future, Drake, to me they're like you know pop, hip hop, pop rap, but they're in the fucking pocket and yeah, they're, they're so the nice on the mic. You can't deny it. Oh no, you can't deny it. Like it's this joint. It's this joint with Young Thug, uh, Ski. It's just. This joint is just so hard to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just the, the bounce on it and then how... It's called young Ski? Thug be, yeah, yeah. Like, how Young Thug be, like, singing and rapping and shit. It's, it's dope. Like, his voice is dope. Like, 
he got a like I said like I I fuck with it. It's just more like I think it's I think it's a lot more doper artists that's out there that they don't really put the because again I get that that's part of that's part of the industry. It's just what it is. That's how they make the stars. They put these millions of dollars into these specific artists, so they so they yes. have that so they become stars. But I just feel like I feel like it's a broader landscape of music and, and music fans that they they it's artists out there that could be feeding all these different you know you know genres of music that people not getting they they it's out it's people that need certain music and they not getting it and that music is out there but it's like it's not being promoted to them you know what i mean so it's just like it's it's a much broader musical musical landscape you know but i what's, feel like what's your, what's your go-to like when you're when you're when you need to get hype right you're about to go on stage or you're you know whatever you know you just exercising right you know what is your what's your go-to song what do you put on what gets you pumped i mean if i'm if i'm working out man i'm, I'm probably listening to some, like uh like 50 cent or buster or some shit like it was like <laughs> like, keep, keep like i moving. gotta listen to somebody that they work out too like this <laughs> 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 like i'm not listening i'm not working out listening to jay-z <laughs> <laughs> that's funny Oh, that's great. What about you, Sarah? Sarah, when you're when you're drawing, I know you know you're being creative and you're or you're taking photos or you got the earbuds in. Or you, what are you what are you bumping? What are you listening to? Well, if I'm not listening to John making beats, <laughs> besides Illa J, besides his music, besides what, what, Illa what else? J, um, yeah, there's got to be somebody. Well, I'm or, a, like a hip old school like hip hop head, but it's uh it's like honestly like very eclectic. If it's like not some like old school hip hop like '90s hip hop, then it's like some. Uh, Little Dragon, or I do oh, like okay. Jimi Hendrix. Like it's like honestly, like all over the place. All right, give me a '90s hip hop group. I want to hear your old school '90s hip hop. Oh my god! Love I mean, that. I really like Master Ace. Ooh, Master yeah, Ace. So I, yeah, so I grew up on that, like Master Ace, like Jared Demager, like stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You, she, she's in yeah. there. You got to keep her, John. You got to keep her. <laughs> That's a for sure. Uh, both you, both you people got keepers. Keep yourselves. Excellent. <laughs> I love it, man. This is great. Uh, what about collabing, uh, new collabs with with uh, anybody new? Any any artists that we should um, look out for, and uh, any projects that you know that you that you're working on currently now uh, with new artists that we should look out for. Um, right now, um, I'm producing another project for Harley Blues, so like definitely look out for that in the next year. Um, and I have I have a lot of artists I'm producing for. Uh, this artist named Sam that uh, I'm working on a production project with her where like. I'm just doing all the beats. I might appear on one or two of the songs, but she'll be the main vocalist. And um, what's your yeah, name? Yeah, honestly, um, uh, Sam, um, uh, artist from out here in Vegas. Yep. And then um, Harley Blue, uh, Main Soul from Detroit. I got a lot of, I got a few Detroit artists coming up that I'm trying to bring up. Um, Cause like I said I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make them all stars. So yeah. I can stay home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I think that's the next evolution of what you're doing. It's like you know, you, you, you started out with the production. You, you went to rapping. You went back to production and then production and rapping and you're getting, you're getting, a, you, you know, you're, you're still young. You're still really young, but you know, you do, uh, we do as humans get older. So I think that's just a natural line of progression for you, which is, or evolution or whatever you want to call it is, is, is having your own label or own production company and, and, and letting the, the youth, you know, you guiding them and, um, you know, putting them on. Yeah, yeah, cause it's just like, it's like I'm still young, but I just go to sleep earlier. That's it. I just like, <laughs> I I go to sleep early. I wake up early. I'm waking up in like, I wake up at like five in the morning now. You know what I mean? I'm up early as fuck. Like, 
And then like early to yeah, better flies, you know how it goes. <laughs> but it, I don't know, but it, it's just dope though, just because like um like I said, producing is like to me, it's just, like I said, that's that's the fun part. We you we 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 come up with the idea, we come up with something from scratch, like you know, it's that, like it's just so fun, like don't get me wrong. Going out, I just came off tour. Uh, I did a Europe tour of uh, No Traffic. It was fun. It was great. But like for me, I've been traveling. I've been touring since 2007. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I'm just thinking like, where's all my shit? Like you know what I mean? Like I'm you know living out. You know when you living out of a bag and in, 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 in hotels and shit. Like I just like I'm just thinking that about man. If I was at home, I'd be I could be so comfortable. Like. And again, when I'm on the stage, that hour on stage is amazing. But then, like, it don't matter how much time I have to rest in between. It's just like, it's just having that convenience to know, like, okay, if I'm at home, and I live in Vegas too, so it's really no traffic here. So like, I, 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 I go to the grocery store in five minutes. I come back exactly what I wanted. You know what I mean? And then like, when you go, when you're on tours, like, it's like figuring out specifically, like, okay, fuck, like, where do like, you know what I mean? If you're not, uh, otherwise you just eat McDonald's the whole time and shit. You know what I mean? Like, because certain, <laughs> certain countries, <laughs> they just don't have, you know what I mean? They don't have everything you want, man. So it's like. That's true. Or they got like, you know, uh, donor on every corner, you know, donor, donor, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, gyro. But the older I get, it's just, it's all about convenience. It's like, okay, I have 24 hours. How can I, like, use the least amount of time? I, I don't have to go out the house nowhere. I can just like <laughs> I'm just like literally like getting Memes. my get, making it easy, man. Just like yo, like okay, like this is break time. This is how long my phone is on. My phone is cutting off at this hour. <laughs> yep. I want I want to ask you what, what. Speaking of tour, what I have a fond memory. We have so many fond memories, but one of them that really sticks out in my mind was when we were in we were in Hamburg, and um, we went to. Uh, a school and we 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 all graffitied we all wrote on oh, the wall shit photography girl i was taking pictures of i was taking pictures of female sneakers at that time i was had an idea i wanted to do a a, a coffee book of like dope sneakers that women were wearing you know uh but uh but i i stopped doing that but yeah i mean that was a great fond memory of us like all <laughs> out and just tagging up like really just doing some cool stuff on that what what's a, a fond memory that you have from from being on tour whether whether it was uh u.s or or uh, abroad in europe or wherever you know like a good memory or just 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 in general like um, yeah I want something that really like stands out to you that sticks out that you're always gonna remember and it's a story that you get excited to tell when you're talking to people i mean i'm maybe not excited but like i like Come on, um, there's gotta be something i always that remember <laughs> I mean, for me, like, I'll never forget being stranded at Frankfurt Airport. <laughs> my first, one of my first tour. Like, I was stranded there for d- three days. So, like, it was like what? the end of the tour. And uh, Frank, Frank, shout out to Frank Nitt. Uh, he was just in and, here, Frank. I want to get him back Yeah, here. Yeah, him and Jay Hart, they flew back to Cali. And then I was going to Detroit. So, I had a different, um, I was going, to, you know, a different route than them. So, yeah. uh, I get to Frankfurt Airport. It's a big-ass airport. Like, that's the... It's like there in like Heathrow, you don't want to have a connection there. You know what I mean? It's like the gates are like miles apart, right? Yep. So anyway, I get there. Obviously, all the signs are in German. I'm like looking around, trying to figure out how to get to my gate. And then when I get to my, my gate, my, my flight is left. So I have to go downstairs, oh, stand in the line for hours to change my ticket. And 
you know, my logic at that time, you know, I'm like, whatever, I got a flight in the morning, whatever. I'll just sleep in the airport. So I literally I slept in the airport. Like, I don't even think you could do that anymore. But like, I literally, I'm like, it's just like, it's like the janitor in there cleaning up and shit. And I'm just like there asleep and shit. That's so, crazy. Three days. I get on my, yeah. So I get on my flight and I'm like, okay, it's cool. I'm about to go home. I'm sleep on my flight for 30 minutes. I wake up. We still there. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. so flight canceled again. So, oh. so I, so now, now this time, you know, I take the hotel, but it's like, it's crazy. Cause it's like, it sucks. Cause I could have had a hotel the first night, but I slept in the airport all, all to have to stay another day there. You know what I mean? But it, it all worked out the next day I, I flew back. But yeah, that, that one stands out with like, I have a lot of stories like that of like missing flights and shit. And you remember like, that time we missed that flight to London? We were supposed to play with Craig G. I, I, I think we, we, we didn't try to even get on a flight. We were like, "Fuck it." Do you remember that? Trying to think which. Fuck. It was. It was. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it was me, you, Knit, and we were we were scheduled to go to London. To um, we had a show in London. We were we. I forget where we were. Where we were, uh, leaving from. It could have been Berlin, and then we we just never got on that flight. Um. We just never got on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig G was like, "You guys coming or what?" And we just, we just were like, "No, we're not." Yeah, man, it's like, it's yeah, that's just crazy to travel. But like again, like I, I, I appreciate it though. Like I, like you know, like being able to, you know, travel around the world is is, is dope. I, it's just more like I've done it for so long at this point. It's like I, but like when I talk to my the younger homies that do music and shit. Like I was, I, I was just in London, and it was like, for him, it was like I was flexing on him. He was like, he was like, "Yo, man, what you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, nothing, man, just my off day. I'm just chilling in London." And like for him, it was like such a flex. It was like, "Oh, man, you're flexing on me." I'm like, "No, man, I'm like literally, Hell I'm literally looking flexing. for food." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for flexing over here. Well, yeah, man. After after those stories, it's obvious to me why you're focusing on these uh, artists and trying to put them on and get them going so you can chill out and not miss any flights. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's no no extra headache, man. It's like I just like like I said, as I get older, like life gets more simple. It's like I'm just like I don't know. I'm just becoming one of these like I'm about to be this old man. I'm like I'm not impressed by shit. I'm just like <laughs> just sitting on the couch watching TV, talking shit all day. What? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it, I'm I'm interested in these artists you're working with. Uh, are, now, do you guys? I'm just uh, because of the way it works these days. A lot of times, do you get in the room with them, or do you make beats and you email them to them, or you get on a uh, Zoom call? How do you work? Well, well, most of the artists that I work with, I'm working with in person. So, like uh, with with Harley Blue, for example, like she's a singer from the UK. She actually flew over to her, she flew over to Vegas to work with me. Like all the times we work, so like everything. Everything on the projects we have, uh, we have two albums out. Uh, one is called Hideout, and one's called Second Record. And um, every song in there we made on the spot. Like, like I, I actually made the track in front of her right on the spot. She wrote to her right on the spot. So, um, it, it to me, like if you produce it for someone, I feel like that's the best way. Like, we can send tracks over the internet, but it's just what it is. It's like for me to be a producer, it's like it's part of that. Is like bringing out because I could just make something and send it to you, right? But if I have your energy in the room, you know, it's a lot of transfer energy when it comes to collabing with artists. So it's like, it, it's better if I feel that energy, like literally, like, you know, if I'm in the room with them, we could, you know, because it, it's just what it is, part of a studio session. We're going to start the session. We're going to talk some shit. Maybe you tell me some shit that's like, oh, some shit, some shit you went through. Oh, that's funny. Like, and then I end up making some shit based off of that vibe where it's just like that conversation leads into a song. But um, like I said, that, that energy, that, 
like that's important to be able to kick it and shit and like you know someone artist come in town like yo let's go show you the city real quick let's grab something to eat come back because then it's like because making music is like to me the best music is very universal shit that's like because i mean like really a song is like how can i make this moment memorable like you know something that people want to keep listening to this over and over you know otherwise you know it's like it's like okay i could like like i like i'm at the point where like i listen to rap but then as i'm older like i just like sometimes it's just like it's just too much like even for myself and, and it's ironic because i rap but i like i'm listening to my album sometimes and i'm like okay i, I have to turn it off i'm like okay i'm I'm like, I'm like, shut up, John. I'm like, just telling myself to shut up. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I just want to like, talk, talk about that for a minute. Well, first off, I, I want to uh, rewind the, the tape a little bit and, and just say that I think it's so cool that uh, you like to work in the room with the artists because, and no, no shade to anybody that doesn't work that way. And it's just, you know, people's schedules. A lot of times they have to email files back and forth. But there's definitely a synergy that happens when people are in the room creating together. And uh, there's there's definitely some some secret sauce there, some some magic. I, I feel that happens, it's, you know, um, there's uh, you, like you were saying, you can talk and converse and you, there's an energy that you feel from the person there that it's inspiring what you're creating and you're doing it right there on the spot. And I think there's some magic to be made that way. But uh, so so that's I, I just like. Uh, I guess really dig that, man. And I'm really gonna, that makes me wanna even like go further into your catalogs and just listen more because I know there's some some great stuff there. I've already heard a bunch of it. Uh, also though, well, you're talking about your own music and I thought it was really cool that you were saying that, you know, when you listen to your music and some artists are like, oh, I, I mix it, it's done. And then I never listen to it again. But I think it's cool that, that, that you listen to your stuff. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, like for me, like if I looked at, like one of my favorite artists. Like there's certain songs, like there's a, there's songs I'll put on by like Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder that'll like, even if I'm like, you know, by myself in the car, I'll just like start crying. Like they just hit me, right? Yeah. And I'm always like, sometimes in the creative process, I get that feeling or a lot, actually most of the time in the creative process, I get that from, from uh, my own stuff. But as a listener, I was just wondering, when you listen to your stuff, does anything hit you the same way, like your version of, like I was saying, like my version would be like a Stevie Wonder or Marvin Gaye certain song. Like th those artists too, whenever you listen to your own stuff, is there any songs that give you that same, you know, the goosebumps, the feels, you know? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I do get that for, for some songs. Like some songs give me that, like, like I'll say, well, the, well, and, and one, one, one version of that is like when I finish a project, it's like that that minute after you finish it, and it's like, it's like whoa, like like for this album, no traffic. Like we were on the road trip actually, and then, like I was already done with the album, and it was like it kind of hit me like whoa, like this is my first album that I released that I produced everything on it. You know what I mean? It was a big deal for me just because it's like it's like it's nothing against working with a producer. You know what I mean? But when you can produce yourself, it's a different thing. You know what I mean? To be able to express. Not only the lyrics and the and the, and the and the melodies, but also the music. It's like it's a, it's just a whole process of a lot of learning for me to get to that point. So it was like it was overwhelming for me in the, in, the, in the moment, and it hit me, and it was like, whoa, that's crazy! Like, cause I've been working so hard on my craft to get to the point where I could finally produce for myself, and you know, I really, you know, I built my studio, built all my equipment and all this stuff. So it's like, um, like it's definitely a proud moment. And then um, I would say it's certain songs that when I produce for other people that hits me as well. Like, um, like, uh, like when I work with Harley, like we have uh, Harley blue, we have this song called soul searching. Um, 
it was just like even before the album we had released it, it just I just get goosebumps when I hear the song because of like uh what she, what she wrote to it and you could you could feel her journey through it as well and then um uh but yeah I mean I definitely had those moments for sure like listening to the music and like I said a lot of it comes from just like for me I'm just I'm just hearing like um because like I could witness the full growth because I, I know where I started you know with music and shit you know so it's just like uh for me it's like it's one of those things where me being able to witness the levels that I've been able to get through, like, it's like, wow, man, I made it really far. But at the same time, like, I still have so far to go. It's like, as I'm still, you know, getting better and better at music. Um, like, that's what's so cool about music, by the way. It's like, you know, it's like you have, like, like in, in sports, you have, like, a LeBron. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it, that, that's as far as you can, like, you know, you get what I'm saying? In sports, you can only go so far. You know what I mean? Yeah, with you. His, his knees won't be able to do it no more. You know what I mean? So it's like, but but music, I could just keep, you know what I mean? Like, you could just keep going and keep evolving and, and, and making music in so many ways. It's And there's so many different ways to make music, too. It's like, we, that's we true. Think J6 is J6, C6 is like almost 99 years old. I'm actually 112. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I felt pretty good until I just threw my back out uh, responding to that. <laughs> but, but no, but seriously, I know we're running over time too, but I really love yeah, this good. conversation. I don't want to keep anybody too long. But you know what you're saying though, too? I, I was wondering, you know, when you're talking about that proud moment when you did all the stuff, uh, you know, when you did all the production and everything. Do you ever get, and people use this term a lot. I just started hearing it a couple of years ago, you know, uh, but do you ever get imposter syndrome where you're like, okay, I just did all this, but really do I like, I don't know. Does you ever hear that term before? Do you ever feel that way? Like, like, yeah, like where you, like you were saying you had a proud moment when you did that album, you did everything yourself. Were there any points when you were doing that? Cause you knew that was an endeavor, like, Hey, I'm doing all this uh, myself this time around. And maybe, like maybe it's not like I don't know. Like, do you ever get? Have you? Oh, ever I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, actually, if anything, it's it's the exact opposite. If anything, the more that I produce, I realize like, what the fuck? I could have been doing this the whole time. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it becomes more of that, honestly. Like, and um, and like I said, I literally started my career producing. It's just more like I got so caught up in the whole solo artist thing that it's almost like I forgot about that. But at the same time, it took me time to really you know it's just what it is man building studio is expensive so it makes sense that early on in my career i couldn't really produce like that i was too broke to <laughs> to fucking afford all the shit that you need to produce but like you know you know thank thankfully like like i'm straight so i can like able to it was able to invest into my studio and, and get the proper because is what it is every blue moon you got to go work at a, a really nice studio to really understand what what a good studio sounds like so that you can eventually build your own spot. You know what I mean? You just, just kind of got to build your, your ears, you know what I mean? To, to, to understand what's, what that, what that final mix supposed to sound like. That's really what it comes down to. It's like a lot of people have good ideas, but it's like, it's just like when it, with music, it, it comes down to that final mix, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, cool. And then once you get that and then it's like, okay, you, you figured it out. Cool. And then, and then, like the business side is like a whole other thing. It's like, oh shit! Like now, <laughs> now I was like, okay, how do I market this shit? Like, fuck, like you know. But it's like, but it's dope. Just just getting past the music part is dope because it's like getting to the business. I'm a lot more confident because it's like I know I have a good product, so it's really just figuring out the ins and outs and having the right publicist and you know what I mean. All these little loop 
just little random shit that people wouldn't even think that was like important. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's like nowadays, it's like you fighting like fucking algorithm and shit. It's like <laughs> it's like usually back in the day, if you follow someone, you know what I mean? You just see their shit, and then now you gotta pay for people that follow you to see your shit. <laughs> it's like, yo, what? It's crazy, and you know. <laughs> But I understand it though, because there's, you know, I don't even know the t the numbers off the top of my head, but I've heard them many times, like the amount of new songs that are uploaded on YouTube or on Spotify every day. Yeah. It's like, you know, and I mentioned this on another episode, but and like Hef said, I'm 427 years old. So back, you know, like back when I started doing music, there was like me, there was Fred Flintstone, uh, there was, uh, you know, George Jetson. And then, uh, you know, there was like three people making music. And then there was this guy who had a rock. He would beat on the ground with it. But that's all there was. Then, <laughs> you know, but like now it's like people can listen to anything. And I feel that it's a lot harder to discover really good stuff, you know. And, uh, and uh, so, so and, there really is so much good music out there. You're right. Yeah, and it's like they say music is oversaturated. I don't think it's oversaturated. I mean, like uh, there, there's a lot. It's just there's so maybe much with bullshit. Maybe with garbage. Well, I don't believe that either. I believe that there is a lot of stuff that maybe I might not enjoy to listen to, but there's a lot of amazing stuff that I would love that I don't think I'll ever even find because there's so much out there, you know? Uh, yeah, but I will say, though, you might be right on one thing about I think that's it. It's it's way too many people making music. Like it's that's let's be real. It's like a lot of people like it's just too many people. It's like <laughs> like everybody's not a fucking rapper, everybody not a producer. Yeah. It's like it's it's gotten out of hand now. It's like don't get me wrong, I don't discourage it's like, like yo, that. if you love music, dope. But I, I just don't feel like everyone should be pursuing a career in, in the industry. That that's what's kind of fucked it up in a weird way. Cause it's like it's way too many it's way too many rappers. It's way too many like you know what I mean? And, and and again, quotations on it because it's like like you you have like someone they really had like two songs they had like two songs on fucking SoundCloud, but then it'll be in the news. Two rappers got shot. And it's like what? Oh. And then you be like, Who are these rappers? And it's like they have like two songs on SoundCloud, so they a rapper. But it's like like I feel like in our era that, that we grew up in, to claim uh to claim rapper or musician or anything, you have to have an actual career in it. Like an actual career, like where you actually you had some type of deal and management and you like toured and you did, you know what I mean? Like a career. You like, you know I mean? Nowadays yeah. it's like, I take a picture with my microphone. I'm a fucking rapper. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, I, well, <laughs> you know, I would like to say though, like, I think, you know, a musician, an artist, a creator, uh, anybody who creates is a creator. And I think as humans, that's what we're here to do. We're here to create, and it's even better when, you know, you can create something out of nothing. That's amazing. Uh, now, I personally don't think the industry has anything to do with calling yourself a musician. However, um, and, and there's so many things you touched on right there that I want to bring up. Like, you know, it's funny because we talked about, you, you mentioned like, like a rapper getting shot and it's in the news and the dude had two songs on SoundCloud. Well, also, this is totally unrelated, but it just, it just, uh, it it just reminded me of this when this. Like uh, so I DJed in a club um, several nights a week and it seems like every new and this is totally off subject, but kind of what when said, every new hot rapper that comes out either gets shot or in jail and dies within like 
six months of their track being hot. And it, it just, it's totally unrelated, but it kind of blows my mind. It's, it's, it's wild. And then, but also, and then the industry, it's like, there's tons of people um, that are making music and wonderful music, but they have no even desire to uh, be involved in the industry. However, they are creators and they make beautiful things and it doesn't, they don't need to be validated by industry uh, yep. or, or polluted by industry either. You know, some people are really good at business and they're brilliant artists too. And that's, that's amazing. Like, I love that, uh, you know, but then some people are, are brilliant at creating, but they're not so good at organizing their other shit, you know? That's, I don't know. I'm just kind of riffing here. I'm just riffing. No, that's, that's facts. That's all facts though. That's true. Yeah. And then, but then, but then we have a lot of, uh, we a lot of scam artists as well. <laughs> <laughs> so like they, I gotta say, man, they going in nowadays with the scamming. I've never. It's like it's at a high. It's at an all time high level at this point. Like they getting they getting better with the emails, but like you can kind of see through them now. Like because like you just got you go to the original site and then you look at, you just look at like oh okay this is not this is not go it's not the original um, website handle. But like they getting really creative with it with the with the scamming, but like. They always like a little sloppy with it, though. But <laughs> well, you know, it's like funny. One of our previous guests was a label guy, and he knew there was some stuff about Spotify, and uh, he was saying that like these artists, well, most of the streams on Spotify aren't even real. They're from click farms. They're from scams. You know, like the artists figure it out, or the labels even sometimes. You know, they'll have like two million plays, but really it was just you know a couple phones set up with a, a virtual pro a VPN. You know, I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> but yes, it is scams. You know. So crazy, bro. The world itself is crazy. We got crazy stuff going on in the world. Music stuff is crazy. People scamming crazy. I got today three text messages in a row with Chinese letters on it. I have no idea what it says, but it was a <laughs> I, report, I reported it as as trash, as line trash. No, I'm kidding. I reported it as junk, but it's nuts. To, you know, what, what's going on with the scamming going on? It's just crazy. Um, I want to see if... Anybody here in the audience wants to come up and um, talk to Illy J, ask him a question or two, and just be a part of our show with us. We we um, <clears throat> encourage people to come up and, and talk and uh, and say hello. Uh, as as my man Jazz, who's in the audience there, my man Golden, as he always says, come up, talk to the people here, and get on the space. It will change your life. So I'm going to give um, everybody some time to request to come up. And ask Illa J a question. If not, we'll keep it moving like we always do. J six, C six. For sure. Hey, and while you know, while we're seeing if anybody wants to come ask questions, I just want to you know thank Illa for for joining us tonight, man. What a great combo, and uh, your music is is just so good, man. I uh, you know I was saying earlier about how uh, you know I get the feels, you know, listening to some Marvin Gaye from Stevie Wonder, but I was definitely getting those vibes listening to quite a few of your tracks, uh, and I'm going to be revisiting them later for sure, man. Oh it. no, man! Thanks, yo, for sure, man. No, it was dope, dope being on, man. Always down for a, a, a real, a, like a real combo, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. We definitely appreciate you coming, uh, Illa. Um, I know you for a long time, so yeah, I appreciate you, man. I'm so glad, happy things are moving forward for you, <clears throat> and you haven't stopped uh, doing music, man, and just being creative. Also, want to thank uh, Sarah. 
Thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. Keep up the good work. I know it sounds cliche, but you're doing dope stuff too. And don't let anybody tell you guys different. Just keep it moving to the KIM as a trial call quest one said. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, any, uh, let, let's, um, no one's really, uh, people are shy. It's okay. No problem at all. But we do want to thank everybody for being here. Karen golden line trash dank. It's not the dankery Harv that we know. Illa and Savas. I'm not sure if I'm saying your name right, but I'm probably messing up, but I did follow, um, give you guys a follow people that I don't follow. So yeah, thank you uh, for tuning in and hanging out with the just Riffin show. Uh, yeah. All right. Right on. That's right. Hey, before we head out, John uh, Illajay, I just want to say thanks again. Hey, can you give us a, a quick drop? Maybe we can get one from you, get one from Sarah, or get one from both of you guys for the Just Riffin Show on Rug Radio. Oh, yeah. Yo, it's your boy Illajay checking out. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> yo, yo, it's your boy Illajay on Just Riffin on Twitter's. Well, my bad. X <laughs> yeah, yeah, take your time, take your time. It's all good. We're, we got all night. <laughs> Yo, what's your boy Illa J? You checking out just riffing on X Spaces? Let's get it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> say, say, say uh, add Rug Radio. You know, um, powered by Rug Radio, if you don't mind. Powered by Rug Radio. Let's get it. <laughs> say, one, say one more time. Say yeah. one more time. I'm talking. You got to wait till I'm done talking. <laughs> Yo, it's your boy Illa J. You checking out Just Riffin' on X Spaces, powered by Rug Radio. Yeah, let's get it. That's what's yeah. up, man. Got J Six. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just clapping, man. I love it. I'm hyped, man. This is great. So much fun, man. Talking. I get so inspired. You know, I just want to just say I get so inspired by these little uh, combos we have here. There's such you know great great artists we've been having on here. I feel really uh, blessed to just be in the room here and then with all these cool people, man. So thanks everybody for hanging out and thank you, Illa, man. Uh, keep Bye making it. Just... Salute, man. Not That's for right. Sure. Thank you also. I greatly appreciate it, J6. Thank you. Great. One of the, you know. Couldn't ask for a better co-host. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for for uh, for being here and chilling with me and, and building the show with us. Uh, thank you also to Rug Radio as well. And uh, so with that, we are out of here. Everyone have a blessed night. Chill out. Kiss your wife. Hug your girlfriend. Say hello to somebody's mother. I don't know. Do it. <laughs> thank you, Illa J. Peace. Yep. Peace. <laughs> Just living Tuesday night, half past eight EST. Know where we be? Just living Special guest, a tech and talk, a musicology. Just living Coming to you live at the same time, here every week. Just living Jump in the room, let's chop it up. It really ain't that deep. Just living